All right, folks, so we have a bill. Congress had some computer glitches early on, but now we have the bill here. Rank and, mile, rank and file members of Congress can now review it. Later on in this video, I will go over the stimulus check and unemployment provisions in this bill. I'll put the bill on screen and go over those sections. I decided to single these sections out because I know many of you are interested specifically in these sections and probably don't want to watch a 30, you know, 60 minute video going over everything, PPP, live venues, all that. Uh, if those things don't specifically apply to you. But first, where do we stand with Congress right now? Well, the House Rules Committee has started its meeting on this bill. What is a rule? Uh, in this context, a rule is simply a resolution of the House to immediately consider a piece of legislation, which is what will happen today. So the process of getting this bill through the House of Representatives has begun. That said, uh, it is already past 4 p.m. Eastern time, and they're just taking the preliminary step here, right? I don't expect the House to finish voting on this until tonight, maybe even late tonight. Then this thing has to get through the Senate after that. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, now let's um, let's head on over to this bill here. So like I said, uh, we have a bill. It is 5,593 pages long. Now the beginning part of this bill is the appropriations, right? The government uh, appropriations omnibus. You know, here's the appropriation to the Department of Homeland Security. Here's the appropriation to the Department of the Interior, uh, Labor, HHS, Education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then down here, Division N, Additional Coronavirus Response and Relief, that is where the stimulus section really starts. So uh, if we go to page 1,928, I think I can type that there. This is where the real stimulus stuff actually begins. Uh, here we have the extension of the CARES Act unemployment provisions. First one it talks about here in Section 201 is the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. It's being extended from December 31st to March 14th. See right there, March 14th. Um, there is a transition rule here. Okay, March 14th is the deadline to get on PUA, PUA, but if you're already on PUA, you will keep getting it until April 5th, unless your PUA runs out before that, okay? Um, this here, this is just the 11 week extension, right? 39 weeks plus 11 weeks is 50. Uh, as expected, these things, the extension is 11 weeks, right? That's what we've been hearing since yesterday. That's, look, that's looking like what it is. Um, let's go to the FPUC now. That is the extra boost. Uh, what's the best way to do this? I think I just got to keep scrolling. Here we go. Uh, Section 203, extension of federal pandemic unemployment compensation. This is the FPUC under the CARES Act. This was an extra $600 a week. So you can see um, here, right, for weeks of unemployment beginning after the date in which an agreement is entered into and ending on or before July 31st, 2020, $600. But now for weeks of unemployment beginning after December 26th, 2020 and ending on or before March 14, 2021, $300. There is no retroactivity here. Okay. So basically for the weeks between July 31st and uh, December 26th, well, weeks ending July 31st and weeks beginning after December 26th. So that's basically starts December 27th. Um, there, there's no retroactive portion here is my point. Uh, that's unfortunate. I know a lot of people were, were hoping for that, but uh, as expected, that does not appear to be in this. 
Uh, Section 204, extension of federal funding for the first week. Okay, so this is just making it equal, right? Because the feds are covering like the waiting week that some states have. Uh, Other states don't have a waiting week. So this is basically saying that, look, um, for the states that don't have a waiting week, they are going to... uh, you know, give the money to make them whole with the states where the Fed is kicking in the money uh, for the waiting week. Um, bah, 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 bah. Here's the PEUC in Section 206. This is the extension of normal state unemployment. Also applies to the uh, federal unemployment boosts. You can see here it is an 11-week increase from 13 weeks to 24 weeks, uh, as we've expected here. Nothing surprising there. Um, so basically, so far, unemployment is everything we thought it would be. Uh, no surprises. I do want to point out a couple other things, though. Uh, I think it was section 241. Uh, okay, there's this long section here on assistance to rail workers. I'm assuming that doesn't apply to most folks here. Let me go down to 240. Oh, I skipped it. All right, here we are. So in sections 241 and 251, they're really trying to crack down on abuses of these federally funded uh, unemployment boosts. Section 241 is about PUA. This is the uh, basically the unemployment for the self-employed. What this is saying here in the section 241 of this thing is that within 21 days of when you apply for PUA, you have to provide documentation to substantiate your self-employment. Okay, this is not mere self-attestation that you are self-employed. It wants documentation, okay? Could possibly mean a 1099. We'll have to see uh, what this is. Um, For what it calls prior applicants, meaning those who applied for PUA before January 31st, um, it's 90 days, you have 90 days. Okay, I said 21 days, so. Um, It's more crackdowns here, requirement for states to, to verify identity of those applying for PUA. And the reason we're doing this is because those W-2 wage earners, right, um, they are more, I guess, on the grid, you'd say, with state unemployment offices, right? But those applying for PUA, they've historically, um, you know, not been eligible for unemployment, right, Until until the CARES Act with the PUA. So that's why they are putting up these more hoops um, and these uh, verification requirements. Section 251 here, this is uh, to crack down on um, just abuses of the state unemployment system in general, where people will continue to collect unemployment, uh, even though they got a bona fide offer to return to work, right? You know, Republicans really (laughs) probably pushed hard uh, for this. So what is this saying? It says each state participating in an agreement under any of the preceding sections of this subtitle Right. So basically the states participating in these federally funded uh, unemployment programs, right, PUC, PUA, FPUC, um, need to have a method to address any circumstances in which claimants of unemployment compensation refuse to return to work or to accept an offer of suitable work without good cause. So it's saying, look, states, you need to set up a system whereby employers can let you know if someone did not take a job offer or they refused to return to work. It says this method could be a phone line, an email, online portal, etc., to notify the state agency when an individual refuses an offer of employment. So basically it's saying that the feds, they're like, look, someone received a bona fide offer of employment. We, we don't want to keep throwing uh, federal money at them, right, um, to the tune of an extra $300 a week, 
uh, $400 a week in some cases uh, for the mixed earners. But um, yeah, so, so they, they're basically just wanting to crack down um, on uh, abuses here. Also want to mention the side hustle provision I mentioned in my video from this morning. This is being called the mixed earner unemployment compensation. So uh, basically, as I described previously, on top of your normal 300 a week in unemployment, you get an additional $100 a week if you are a mixed earner, meaning that you have a W-2 job that makes you eligible for uh, regular state unemployment, okay? But because you're eligible for regular state unemployment, you're not eligible for PUA because you're already eligible for, for normal state unemployment. Um, and then on top of that, if you received at least $5,000 of self-employment income in the most recent taxable year ending prior to your application for regular compensation, so that, that'd be 2019, right? Got laid off in 2020 due to COVID. Um, so they're looking at the 2019 taxable year then you would be eligible for this extra $100 a week federal boost in addition to a $300 boost in addition to your normal state unemployment. Okay, so this is only for mixed earners. Um, those who uh, are on normal state unemployment, right? They have a W-2 job. They got laid off. They get state unemployment. They're eligible for a $300 a week. But if you made $5,000 of self-employment income, Okay, in 2019, assuming you were laid off in 2020, then uh, you would also be eligible for this extra $100 a week uh, kick in there. I also want to bring up one thing down here. Where was it? Ah, states' right of non-participation. Any state may elect to continue paying FPUC under such agreement without providing mixed earner unemployment compensation. Okay, so it seems... Okay, it seems that uh, this is something that states can opt into or out of. So uh, I, I did want to point that out. All right, so nothing too surprising from on the unemployment front. The mixed earner thing is, uh, you know, that that's cool that that is in there. Um, okay, after the okay, there's some other kind of technical stuff here. After the here we go. So after the unemployment, we get to the stimulus check section. Right, additional 2020 recovery rebates for individuals. If you want to look at the bill for yourself, link is in the description. What page is this? Oh, here we go. 1,966. Okay, um, 272. Additional 2020 recovery rebates for individuals. Similar to last time, this is an advance payment of a 2020 tax credit. Okay, this one is the additional 2020 recovery rebate credit. You are paying, you're being paid it in advance as a stimulus check as expected. No surprises here. Uh, $600 for individuals, $1,200 for joint returns, $600 multiplied by the number of qualifying children within the meaning of section 24C. Section 24C, that is the child tax credit definition of a qualifying child, which is a dependent child under the age of 17. Same as the CARES Act. No surprises there. This is what we have been expecting all along. Now, in terms of income limitations, this is interesting. We have the same 5%, 5 cents on the dollar, right, that your taxpayer's adjusted gross income exceeds these amounts, which is the same as the CARES Act. However, this time around, the stimulus check is smaller, right? At least the standalone one-person stimulus check is uh, smaller than the CARES Act, right? 600 instead of 1,200. So um, if you remember a couple weeks ago, when we're talking about the Mnuchin proposal, I, I kind of speculated on this and I said, well, look, okay, if, if the threshold for single is 75,000, but they're still phasing out at five cents on the dollar, $600 stimulus check, 
you're already all the way phased out at $87,000, right? So it's kind of interesting how they did this here. Um, I kind of, I, I was kind of speculating, well, to make, to make it the same as last time, they might do it at, you know, two and a half cents on the dollar phase out. That would get you up to the $99,000 threshold last time, but they, uh, they kept it at the, uh, the five cents on the dollar. So, um, that is, uh, that is interesting. Um, also if you've seen my walkthroughs of TurboTax and H&R Block, the tax softwares, you know that if you are not eligible for stimulus checks based on your 2019 tax return because you made too much in 2019, but let's say your income dropped in 2020 and you are under the income limits for 2020, uh, you can claim this credit on the on your tax return, right? Uh, for both the CARES Act credit and this, uh, this new $600 uh, stimulus credit. So um, just be aware of that. Uh, eligible individuals, this language is the same as the CARES Act here, but I want to draw your attention to the section here on page, uh, I think it's 1,981. Ah, here we go. So this is the section that talks about the mixed families, right? Uh, it says, in the case of a joint return, the $1,200 amount shall be treated as being $600 if the valid identification number of only one spouse is included on the return of tax for the taxable year, okay? In the CARES Act, it said that if one spouse on a jointly filed return, uh, did not have a valid identification number, then there'd be no stimulus check period, okay, for that whole family, right? This new one here, it's saying that, okay, if only one spouse has a valid identification number, which is basically a social security number, uh, they'll still get a $600, right? Um, and the children are not in excluded either, okay? So these, these, these mixed uh, status families, um, you know, insofar as, you know, the one spouse, has a social security number on the tax return, 600 bucks for them, also 600 bucks for qualifying child uh, with a social security number. Um, what else do we want to talk about this? Uh, if we go back up here, I think it's... Right, so uh, this bill is making it crystal clear that if you don't file a tax return, okay, and you get federal benefits let's say administered through social security, veterans affairs, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, th they'll use the information um, from uh, f from those uh, resources, right? From those departments. Um, I I've seen a lot of questions in the comments, like, hey, I'm on social security, I'm on SSDI, I'm on SSI, VA. Uh, will they use the same information? Yes. So this is making it crystal clear that they will use um, that same information. What is not in this bill really is the you know the real specifics of um, the distribution of the stimulus checks? Okay, stimulus payments that is handled by Treasury and the IRS, uh, who I'm sure will issue more guidance in in the very near future um, on that. So that is the uh, the new stimulus bill here with respect to unemployment and stimulus checks. Not a whole lot of surprises. Probably the most interesting thing to me uh, is that uh, mixed earner provision in there, the extra $100 a week, uh, if your state uh, gets on board with that. So uh, thanks so much for watching, everybody. I will, um, you know, as, as stuff happens in Congress today, I'll probably do another stimulus update. And in that stimulus update on the tail end of it, I will include uh, more information on other parts of the bill, right? Probably uh, what's most relevant next for people. Um, probably rental assistance, uh, PPP and the EIDL, right? I'll probably, I'll probably uh, talk about those in my, in my next update when we get more news from Congress. So uh, thank you so much for watching folks and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.